It's Wednesday, December 6th, and you're listening to the Beer Temple Podcast. Remember this is what we wanted. Remember this is what we said. To never be heard and seen from again, 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 again. Remember this is what we wanted. Remember this is what we said. To never be heard and seen from again, 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 again. Hello, welcome to the Beer Temple. I am your co-host, Chris Quinn, and I am joined by your other co-host, Michael Shalau. Michael. Michael. It's formal. Now it's formal, officially. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's changed. That's right. It's serious now. Yeah. How Michael, are you? I'm great. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Uh, good times. You were at my house uh, last week. That's true. I read... Saw uh, my kids misbehaving. They're yeah, kind of like they're innocently, doing all right. yeah. innocently misbehaving. They just want to watch a little bit more wrestling and then some other shows that you were like, don't watch those shows. And right, right. They exactly. watched them. Yeah, and they kind of went to bed but didn't. <laughs> Being a little sassy. Mm-hmm. They, were, I think they were kind of showing off because yeah. there was a guest in the house. Yeah, like, that's what we can do. That's what they were doing. Exactly. If you're listening, I was unimpressed. You should go yeah. to bed. Exactly. Listen to your father. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That, as you and I always did. Yeah, we were talking about um, upcoming shows, up, upcoming episodes. Yeah. For this show. Uh huh. I think we have some pretty darn good ones. Now I just have to like get on it and start scheduling them. Now it's it's it to do. Mm-hmm. I just have to do it. We're doing another yeah. book club. Yes, we are. Are we confirmed on the the guest? We are confirmed. I have to confirm the date, okay. but I think uh, Serge is supposed to remind us to talk about it every yes. single episode. That's it's, right. It's Pete Brown, and he wrote one of my favorite beer books of all time. Certainly my favorite like narrative beer book of all time, um, and it's called uh, Hops and Glory. Mm-hmm. And it's, just bought uh, my copy. It's just the story of... Um, IPA, but he kind of cuts in every other chapter with a story of him trying to recreate the voyage of um, IPA. So he goes to Burton-on-Trent, and he has um, a brewer. Uh, First of all, he researches um, an original IPA. I think he gets one from Bass, has it made at a smaller brewery, but as, as close as he could, put in a cask, and then he sails around the Horn of Africa to <laughs> India with the cask. Yeah, you can't go through the canal like a Democrat. Right, and it's really hard to <laughs> sail, around the sail Horn that way nowadays. <laughs> um, so there's some hijinks along the way, and um, it's good because, you know, it, you're looking forward to both storylines, and yeah. it's kind of broken up. And he's, uh, I think he's, I think the best beer writer I've ever read. So I'm excited nice. for you to uh, read it, and then for anyone else out there listening, 
by all means, please go uh, and purchase Hops and Glory by Beat Brown. And um, yeah, it's I, I, my, I think, yeah, um, my wife even ended up reading it because I recommended it and she really liked it too. Nice. So yeah. Will you have a couple of copies in the shop at some point? Or yeah, that would be nice if I could. Yeah. So okay. let me, let me see <laughs> Didn't if I mean can to put do you on that. the spot there. Right. I'll have to see. Can you buy it in the States still? Is it being, you might have to buy it from Amazon, but it comes from. I got, I got a copy on Amazon. Yeah. But does it come from the U S or is it coming from like overseas? I bought a used copy. Right. So yeah, it's coming from America. That one's coming from America. Right. I had to buy mine overseas. So I'll, I'll look, I'll look, but it's not, that hard to to get a copy yeah. of the book so yep there's uh there's that i woke up in uh i was in manhattan kansas which is where mm-hmm. Stephen freshnock uh the bar manager here was is from so i was in his his hometown nice small town yeah small city i guess it's a city mm. very very <laughs> small city borderline <laughs> right it's a small town but it's that, definitely a town i mean it's that's so it's where a decent sized town. Kansas is not Kansas State. No, right? Kansas State. Kansas State. Okay. Yeah. That's the purple one. Yes. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> You've been there. Yeah, my cousin got married there. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It is a um, it is a town. Town. Yeah. Town. It's a town. yeah. It's Apparently, a, they have a really good agricultural uh, college there, mm-hmm. or several agricultural colleges, um, and one of the recommendations he Steven said there's not really he didn't have any food or drink recommendations and he's like oh wait there is one and it was an ice cream shop uh what that I did go it was pretty cold there but I still went and I realized it was on campus and it was run by the dairy and poultry college oh, yeah but there's also um there was uh like a milling the milling school uh, also had like flour that you could buy and cool. bread and stuff like that. So apparently they have a really good baking school and a really good like milling science and stuff like that. And and the guy from Sugar Creek, I think, yeah. goes down there. Yeah, yeah. There. I was gonna say, I think Caleb went there for like a a class on how to mill and malt grain. Yeah, um, yeah. So the ice cream shop, they like milk the cows and then bring the milk directly over and make ice cream yeah. with it. It is legitimately the best ice cream I've ever had. And it's nothing's even comes close to as good as the ice cream I had. It, it I think just cause it was so fresh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I've never had ice cream like this and I've had plenty of ice cream. But where, where I grew up in Connecticut, we would always go to Yukon, which probably is not as big of a, a dairy it's like school, but has a huge dairy program. It's like well known for the ice cream that they make. Oh, really? Yeah. Because um, like Connecticut and the, the land grant schools, like the state schools, were agrarian in their inception. Right. So they still have decent agrarian programs. Makes me want to go to uh, Madison and, and go to Wisconsin and yeah, see. Yeah, go to it. a real one. <laughs> I mean, they might not need it though. They might need to trick people into eating their, drinking right. their milk. Right. They're just making cheese out of it. True. They had cheese there too. There, they had curds. Yeah. There is a place called I think it's called Varsity Donuts. Hmm. That's in in Manhattan too. That was fantastic donuts okay. when I was there. I saw a couple uh, donut spots there. Yeah, Maybe I, I walked past that place. Um, yeah. So anyway, 
Nice. I got, I got so my that's car where back. I was this morning. Oh, you got your car back. I got my back. car back many, many dollars later. Does and it drive? It does drive. It drives very well. Uh, it's fixed up. It, it's, it took uh, a long time to get. I have two catalytic converters, I found out. They took both of them. <laughs> ah. And then one of them had to get shipped from Germany because it's a, it's a Volkswagen. Right. And it got caught in customs. So it's been about five and a half weeks since I've had a car. Which you when still you remember do, how to drive? Uh, I've only crashed three times today. Oh, yeah, okay. so pretty good. But when you have to do deliveries, it's it's a uh, God bless Kevin Carey for letting me borrow some some of their cars for the uh, wow. Beguile cars for a while. But it's been rough. Yeah, uh, but it's back. It's, it's crushing it. It feels weird to have a car again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you. Well, to good. Shout out to people who actually emailed me trying to give me money to fix my car. I, I cannot take your money. <laughs> it would have felt Very too nice. weird, but uh, I appreciate you offering. Um, so we're trying. Uh, we have these little cameras on us because we're going to try to. We'll get into some of this stuff, I think, in a little bit. And I feel sometimes I do the show and I'm tired and I mention it. And I'm definitely tired. I had to wake up very early, slept in a hotel didn't really get the best sleep, so. Yeah. Why were you in a hotel? Seeing uh, seeing a, a bad basketball team lose to a <laughs> also not very good basketball team. Are they not good this year? I haven't paid attention. I used to be very into Villanova basketball. Uh, they're going to come in sixth in the Big Five, which I don't know if they've that ever done. That sounds bad for five. Yeah. Yeah. To come they in sixth. They they aren't good. They aren't good. That's they lost bad. to Drexel. Is Jay Wright still a coach? No, Jay Wright uh, retired unexpectedly, mm. and his replacement, I would say, these are my words, is a bum. <laughs> it's very Philly of you. <laughs> he's also one of the 10 did, highest paid coaches in the country. Which immediately? Makes him, when yeah, did Jay Wright retire? It's BS. Uh, so last year was the, the new coach, Kyle Neptune's first year. This is his second year. And he's already the, one of the 10 highest paid coaches in the country? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Get I mean, out of here. Ridiculous. Was he a this. Jay Wright acolyte? They say that this was the guy that was picked by Jay, and he was an assistant there for a little bit, but he's not up to the task. He's That's not crazy. good. Because Jay Wright was top two highest paid coaches? I don't know if he was that high, but I don't yeah, know. Maybe at the high. end. Maybe I mean, at the very been there end. for 20 years. I mean, you, I can't imagine he was above Roy Williams at UNC or Coach K. I can't imagine he was above either of them. Top three, then. <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, maybe. But um, Does that make him the new coach, the highest paid employee in the entire college, probably? Oh, yeah. By I, a I, long how, shot? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, he's making four and a half million a year. I doubt anybody at Villanova is making that much money. It's wild. Yeah, and he sucks. <laughs> he needs to go. So my dad was screaming F-bombs at the... I mean, and when I say screaming, I mean standing up and, like, screaming to the rafters. Because he's a double... A double... He's uh, a double alum. Yeah. My sister's as well, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's a uh, huge, huge, huge fan, um, to put it mildly. And... I'm, I mean, you flew to Kansas to watch a game with him. <laughs> yes. We moved the podcast. <laughs> yes, true. And uh, I'm of the mind that let them tank so they can bring in 
like just spend this season finding a new coach and bringing a new coach. Oh, a new coach. Yeah. Because tanking also in college basketball doesn't work the same way as like professional sports. They're not drafting people, right? Right. Well, now they kind of are because now there's the portal, oh, the portal. and everything yeah. like that. And it, it's a whole mess. Let's not get into that. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, I'm a, a bit, a bit tired, but uh, also because I came back and I'm always out of sorts when I've been even gone for a day because I get out of my, you know, I just Routines. feel like I've got, yeah, stuff I've got to catch up on and, and stuff like that. But yeah. the good news is we're doing a show. Let's just, yeah, let's stop talking about the stupid crap. Let's talk Sorry. about the good no, stuff. Just, no, I'm the one who's talking about a conversation. It. Yeah. Just you and me. Mm-hmm. Been a bit. And uh, we buried the lead a little bit because there's some. Jay Wright's coming back. I mean, it's it's <laughs> on the level of that. <laughs> it's on the level of that. Both of these things are so specific to your. Yeah, to <laughs> me. Yeah. yeah. What could be orbit. better than Jay Wright coming back? There's only one thing, and it is. Batheads is coming to Chicago. Let's go. Did you ever think. This was, yeah. Oh, did you ever think? Did you think that? I mean, it's hilarious in a way because we joked about how it was never going to happen. They say no (laughs) all the time, and they're actually coming. And I've known about it for a little bit. I've been I've been quiet on uh, on this. yeah. Pretty quiet. I mean, I, you you two knew for a little bit. I remember when I knew. You didn't even tell me, but you were asking me and another friend of the show, uh, how many cases of this this size can fit on a pallet? Right. And I said, why? Because you're getting a pallet of fat heads? And you're like, yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Um, so, unbelievably, and I think this show has maybe something to do with it in that it kept it in my personal little zeitgeist all the more because we were just kind of like talking about it and it would remind me to bug them to do a drop and to you know and uh, yeah so it's it's actually coming and uh i think it's safe to say that the beer temple was the catalyst yeah i mean it is a very pure example of be the change you want to see in the world you know yeah, I, I it's I I don't want to take all of the credit. I do I I do uh, honestly think that um, Doug Velicki also yeah. played a role. He in tush it. pushed you. In yeah, the, I think it was a tush push type yeah. sitch. I'm not gonna say who whose tush, who's was, tush pushing, was pushing who, <laughs> but it was definitely. Um, yeah, it is. It's funny because um, the way I imagine it going is me saying him just being like no no no. We even asked if we could interview. The brewer, yeah. the owner, and he's when, like, "No." When I was driving out there, I did a festival in Pittsburgh. I was like, "We're coming through. Can I? We'll, I'll, we'll bring the equipment." Right. And they're like, "No, no, nope, nope." Um, this is our white whale. But I think he knew that I was. You know, he knew I was in Chicago. I would mention stuff. I would post stuff, and then I think Doug, also in Chicago, was doing kind of the same thing and, and posting about it and like writing at length about it and stuff like that. And, um, I think in terms of quantity problem, I mean, I'm sure he posted about it more than me. I'm sure I talked about it on this. These are posts, space. auditory posts yeah, more, but, but anyway, um, yeah. So we're getting it at the end of this month. I hope 
it might be uh, early January. Here's the irony. I probably will be in Philadelphia. <laughs> I won't be here. I was there the moment you realized that you won't be here when it yeah. hits. <laughs> I know. Um, and there was a moment where you're like, should we change our plans to see our family? Right. It's like, eh. <laughs> Good news and bad news, and then, Margaret. The good news is Fatheads <laughs> is coming in. Hooray. You mean that place we stopped every at time. every time we drive right. out? Yeah. Yeah. When we were going over new shows at your house and Margaret came home from a show she was at, it was very funny for you to realize that. And then maybe like, you're going to drive through there anyway, right? And you're like, right. you're still going to stop at Fatheads, even though it's going to be They're <laughs> <laughs> still going to pick up some 12 packs. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, true dedication. Yeah, so Fatheads is coming. We're gonna have it on draft and in package. This is not a commercial. This is genuinely me being like, I, I didn't think, I did not think this was going to happen uh, ever. Party, you thought it was gonna happen. I didn't think it was gonna happen anytime soon. How about sure. that? And I meant in any like, I didn't think it was gonna happen this or next year. I didn't think. Now, we were starting to get a tiny bit of of movement, maybe, and then all of a sudden, after they won GABF, we, I sent like a thank you, or not thank you, a congratulations email to them, and uh, like, well, let's see what we can do. And uh, nice. I was like, What? <laughs> uh, I'm That's back- more, because every other time, it's like, thanks so much, but... Leave, leave us alone. I think you, me, and Doug were like texting at the time because they were talking about how we were both basically trying to get them to bring fatheads to Chicago. Yeah. And Doug had made some comment about, um, you know, playing I'm, paying, I'm playing chess, you're playing checkers or something. Yeah. And then as that happened, I, I was like, oh, my God, he just wrote back. And I was like literally... Uh, nervous to look and see what he said because i thought he was just gonna be like sorry no how many times do i have to tell you and leave me alone and it was like well let's see what we can do and i was like whoa that was uh, pretty cool yeah so small victories um so here's the other uh news is so they oh, man i don't know what i'm sh- what i should say about like search clip, clip this yeah right but anyway, for the first drop, it's going to be in Chicago. I mean, I th- I'm going to be, I think I bought all of it. Let me put it that way. And, uh, and uh, it's, uh, I put some on pre-sale and I had to cut the pre-sale off because I hadn't bought enough. So we... What a terrible problem to have. Yeah, we... We pre-sold in about a day and a half. We pre-sold uh, seventy-eight cases. That's a lot, dude. That's of a head lot. Hunter, of headhunter, and I needed some for the store. In a day and a half. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. Seventy-eight cases of headhunter. Uh, so now I'll have twenty cases. For the store, that's it. Only 20 cases, and that's going to go you're, fast. You're talking about 20, like two packs of 12 packs? No, those are all sold. So it's only going to be six packs now. All the 12 packs, that's why I had to stop. I was like, whoa, I, I, 
I was. That's awesome. Yeah. That people aren't like, I want to try it. Like, do you have a four pack? Like, no, we no. have a six pack. We didn't like, put we didn't like, put the six packs up. It was just twelve packs. Oh, okay. I was like, if you want to pre-sell, you're getting a twelve pack. That's <laughs> just how it is. And then we're getting a little bit of uh one of your faves, Goggle Fogger. Goggle Fogger. In, um we're and then we're getting some IPA variety packs too. And no draft. No Benjamin Danklin in the variety pack. Well, that's a seasonal. Right, we were going through the. Uh, that is my favorite name. I've never had the beer, but that's your favorite name more than Pimp My Slay. You like Benjamin Danklin more here. Yeah. Well, heads and head and shoulders. Got it. Electrified heads and shoulders above Pimp My Slay. Pimp My Slay is good. Benjamin Danklin is an elite name yeah. for an IPA. We should play a game with some people now, where we should say. <laughs> We're going to name four beers. Three of them are fathead beers. One of them is made up. But, they'll, but they'll all be... <laughs> they'll all just be fathead We're going to show names. you four pictures. <laughs> yeah. What were some of the names of, of, of the beers? They were... What was the blueberry one? Like Hippy Dippy. Yeah, Hippy Dippy. There was uh, a Bumble, Bumbleberry. Yeah. There was uh, Benjamin Danklin. It's the best one. There was. It's the yeah. best name. Was one like Alpha Squad or something? Yep. There's um, yeah. Well, obviously, Pimp My Slay. Pimp My Slay is a classic. There's like Spooky. Do you think Exhibit tooth, knows spooky about Spooky Tooth? Spooky Tooth. Do you think Exhibit knows about Pimp My Slay? Do you think West Coast Customs, those guys, have ever gotten a case of Pimp My Slay? It's true. They should. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Then they'll be like, it'll return to center. This place closed 10 closed, years yeah, ago. 15 years ago. <laughs> um, For a suit, because they... Yeah. <laughs> so people... So I'm on the camera, and I'm sitting there spinning, so I should probably keep still. Do what you do. Um, so, yeah. So we, we pre-sold a whole bunch of people. They care. They like me. They really like me. <laughs> yeah. um, no Sally Field moment for you. Yeah. Um... So now it just has to come in fresh, and if it comes in fresh, it'll it will deliver. I mean, I'm not I'm not worried. Do you think about it's that. not going to come in fresh? I mean, the way you're saying made that, it like, come on. Very, I mean, what else can I worry about? I mean, you don't have to worry about something. You can just know they're going to send you fresh beer. Yeah, they they should. They would really be messing it up if they did not. Yeah, they're not going to send you stale beer. No, but I want um, it to be like a week old. I mean, I want it really fresh. Yeah. Where does this so. rank, at, like frenzy wise, compared to Rothhouse? And you guys were selling like a pallet of Rothhouse uh, when we were doing the. Well, that was a crazy because that was when we were doing the Mertzen and we were selling it in like April. Yeah. For pre-selling it in April because they made us like how much do you want you have this week, so that was kind of a necessity pre-sale, uh, and we sold. A lot of that. We sold a lot of that too. Um, I, I, I don't. It's up there. I mean, they're they're on the level. I, th- I think. Um, I, I still like when we were selling that rot house during the pandemic, just week over week, just like forty cases, getting two deliveries a week. Like I remember, we went through forty and then got like another twenty later in the same week. That was nuts. But that was also like pandemic and it was just weird it was right. the right time Different and times. it was fresh and 
tasting really good. And sorry, Raw House. Uh, you still could sell like that, perhaps, if you brought in fresh beer. I know it's not your fault. It's your importer. I believe the sink. But I won't name names. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No naming names. Um, yeah. Um, so that's... Uh, that's that's uh, yeah, Fathead. Very it's gonna be here. We're gonna, yes, we are gonna have on draft. We're gonna have all the bangers. We're gonna have LeBron and Kareem <laughs> and LeBron and LeBron. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have LeBron, LeBron, and LeBron. We're gonna have Headhunter. It's two people not from Chicago. I've taken great joy. Alpin Glow and Goggle Fogger on draft. Those are the three LeBrons. Those are the three LeBrons. <laughs> yeah, my three LeBrons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so we're just going to have like, well, we should just have a, a collective, how many medals of those th- three beers it's insane. have. Yeah. Well, so and nice. I did a little video of it, of, uh, when I announced that we were going to that, that fat heads was, was coming in mm-hmm. and I counted up how you many made videos of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I made videos of that and, um, of the announcement and, um, I, I counted up how many medals that. They'd won, and it was, I think, like 44 <laughs> World Beer Cup. Just and, those three? No, no. It was all of them. But uh, I think those three definitely had a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of medals among them. So the other thing that I realized, so, and I, I posted about it, and we were talking about it that last Thursday. Um. If you're going to make a case that Fatheads, or sorry, Headhunter, is the LeBron, a.k.a. the GOAT of IPAs, not of all beers, because then you got to bring Alpen Glow and Goggle Fog <laughs> in. <laughs> right. But just Headhunter. We're just talking IPAs. Um, so it just won the Super Gold, as I'm calling it, the same year World Beer Cup and GABF gold medals in the IPA in any category. The Grand Slam. Yeah. I mean, that's very hard. It never been done nope. in the same year. Is that true? Yeah, I looked it up. You yeah. did look it up? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So no IPA has ever won gold in the same year. Wow. Yeah, in both. Um, I think there might have been ones that have won gold in different years, maybe, or like medaled in different, but not gold. Now, I know you're a very humble person. You don't like yeah. to take credit for stuff. But how much of your championing of this beer do you think caused the caused blind tasting to go that way for them? I'm not going to say it was zero. I won't yeah, say it, can't it was be zero. zero. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I'm, I, humble, humbleness uh, requires me to not say any more. Right. That. Got it. So at least zero. You heard it here first. Zero or more. Yeah. How about that? Zero or more. Or more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, but anyway, it won a medal. It first won a medal in 2010. I don't know if it was a gold or a silver or, or what it was. I wasn't won. even born yet. I know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. And I was trying to look at any beer that had won a, a me- any IPA that had won a medal in that time frame. You know, I think I went up to maybe 2013 or something that has medaled in the past couple of years. There's been none, which is also crazy to think about. 
That is insane. Actually. Yeah. So like the blind pigs, the you know all, Pliny. I was maybe, looking at even Imperials. Not, did, did they enter that stuff? I think I don't know. I don't know. But it, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I'm sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if they do or not, but yeah. they haven't won. Um, and I bet you like Two Hearted enters. I mean, why wouldn't like someone like Two Hearted enter that sort? I mean, a brewery I mean, entering that is not a big deal to them. So, no. um, uh, yeah. So it's the only IPA that has won recently that won so long ago. Um, which is crazy because that means it has a much, it has a very timeless appeal to it. Right. Um, cause I was looking at last year, like North park and, and like green cheek and stuff were just like destroying that category. Uh, Matt Bernelson was talking about it when he was on the show. Um, but I guess it was a return to form this year. This year was a return to form. Yeah. And that form is a big fat form. We're back, baby. Big yeah. fat head form. Fat back. We're fat back. <laughs> We're fat back. Baby. Let's go. Uh, and. Serge <laughs> just wrote down. Something. Clip that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're back and we're big and fat and we're winning gold, baby. What are you going to do about it? Now you're just showing off. <laughs> Blind pig? What about big fat pig? <laughs> That's when you get them to finally make a collaboration with you. Yeah. <laughs> what about, about big, big fat, fat pig? pig? <laughs> Big fat, big pig. fat bald pig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I just describe <laughs> their mascot. <laughs> I mean, we don't know if he's a pig. He's probably a fine gentleman. I meant metaphorically. Oh, you know. yeah, sure. You know, yeah, big fat pig some, walking on his hind legs. Yeah, he has some poor sign qualities. <laughs> he definitely does. Yes. So happy about that. That was cool. Um. And um, where is yes. there to go for you? Like, this has to be kind of like whoops of like places you think you can get beer, you can influence to send beer to Chicago. This has to be one of the like the yeah the higher crags on the mountain. So like where where well yeah where is there to go? <clears throat> there is do stuff again. There's definitely some stuff I'd like to do again. Yeah. Um. Like, I'd love to get a drop of Hill Farmstead because I think they're just, they just make wonderful beer. Yep. And that would be really, really cool to do. Agreed. Um, I'd like to get, um, obviously, like, Swansea would be, like, a, a huge honor to be able to do again. Um. Other than that, I think it then comes down to like Russian River, and that would—I'm not gonna lie—that would be like a feather in the cap type thing, you know? Right. This is more of like a personal pet project of like I—I I love this brewery. I want them to come here. Fatheads. Yeah, 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 yeah. This that Russian River, you'd be like, we actually. It'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, if only anyone that listened to this show. <laughs> Um, but after that, I mean, there's breweries that I'd love to have their beer here, but it's also like special that it's not here in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I think it'd be awesome to get Live Oak. I think it'd be awesome to get Suarez. Yeah. Um, Forest and Maine. Yeah, Forest and Maine. Well, we've had Forest and Maine, dude. Yeah. And we're going to get them again, by the way. We're doing a cask event in March with them. March mildness. Can we get them to come? What we can't, I don't know if they'll come, but because they do a, a March mildness, but what we're right. planning on doing March is mildness having is my a weekend. idea of a, a way to promote. What about a weekend? Chicago versus Ambler. March mildness. Who Ooh. can do the, who can drink the most <laughs> so cask mild I mean, over Ambler, the course of a weekend? It's crazy to think of a competition where Ambler might win. Where they're favored, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. spread, they're getting points. Yeah, they're giving that's, points. That's very March Madness, <laughs> yeah. uh, vibes. Right. Of like they they would be the 16 seed. <laughs> right. No, they'd just, be the one seed. You're saying. Well, I mean, but let's be real. Like, there's so many more people here that if you if you oh. worth your salt in getting people to turn out. Right. Right. You should destroy them. Well, they're they've been but, doing it for a long time. That's right. They're they're a storied program with a really good. Two really good coaches, right? And they get the most out of their players. And you're a young upstart, and maybe you're overpaid, right? Maybe, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm what not happens. overpaid. We can talk about that later <laughs> in the show. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that's coming next year. We're that's doing, we're doing awesome. Yeah, that's cool. We're doing I'm a win. Here's that. another event that's going to be cool next year. I think anyway. First weekend of February. Mm-hmm. Outdoors, here perfect in the, time in, the, in, in Chicago the, in the parking lot. Basically, summer. Plenty of fires out there. <laughs> I think it's just going to be three breweries, unless someone else just tickles me and I add a fourth. Gravity casks only. It doesn't even need to be real ale, but it's going to be gravity casks. Like they can fill it from a bright if they want. Like it's not really about that. Um. Goldfinger, uh, Rev, be. and Surly, and Surly. It sounds like is going to be bringing back for the that's going to uh, theirs is I think. Uh, well, theirs is going to be on a cask. It's going to be their first cask they've done in a whole long uh, time, and they're going to be doing Teabag Furious for oh. the first time in like I don't even remember when because they're like. If you could get anything, what would it be? I was like, I don't know, like Teabag Furious. And I'm like, I think we can do that. They're like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, also, Chris Jekka, one of the greats. Yeah, uh, like, an, ama- an amazing... Uh, a distro goat. And will not, not come on the show. And I didn't realize he was trying to politely say no. And I would just <laughs> ask him like 15 times. And I was like, right. oh, you're not going to come on, but yeah. you're just too nice. Um, I still love you, Chris. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, teabag furious. So for the, the younger, you for the new, the that, new though. old money out there, um, that's, uh, no, but we'll have scratch in here. If you can come in and warm up and get some scratch. But they have those, like those gravity kegs as well. Right. So that's what Goldfinger's going to be pouring out of one of those things. Yeah. Well, the same type. They're so. the best. I was just talking about with someone else. Like yeah. their beers They're are really so good. crazy good. Yeah. They're expanding too, which is very oh, exciting. Oh, good. It's great. And he's a nice guy, too. Tom's a great guy. Yeah. Um, That's the third thing you say about them. Yeah. If it's the first thing you say about a brewery, it means they don't make great beer. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so Teabag Furious. I mean, that used to be, 
at fests and stuff. Yeah. Like, I remember going to Great Taste of the Midwest and being like, oh, okay. Like, got to get to that. Ran and got it. I was like, oh, it's already out. Um, and it was always one of the, the, the heavy hitters or one of the most um, sought after things at like the real ale, night of the real ales, the real ale festivals and, and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that shows nowadays. I'm guessing it's going to be pretty great. It's going to be pretty so, good, yeah. yeah. And it's going to be outside. We're going to have some sausages roasting on an open fire. Uh, Jack Frost nipping at your taint type <laughs> thing. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and Where is he that's nipping? how the song goes, right? Yep, nailed it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so it should be... <laughs> Should be fun. I went to one of those events up in Madison, Wisconsin at Capitol Brewing, and it was a blast. So I've had yeah. that idea for a long time. Do you see like time. Polar Beer Fest here? I feel like they, we, okay, we've gone yeah. away from like kind of that like be outside in the cold thing. But yeah. So I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. We'll have some music out there, some food. You can come in here and warm up if you want. Maybe we'll get some hot chocolate or something. Yeah. And uh, oh, um, well, well, will there be? Yes, there will be. I just, yeah. What is it? Beer Stockle. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Hey, bartender. Beer Stockle might be with ASAP. I need a shirt of that. You you talk a big game about it, and I've never gotten my Beer Stockle at all. It's true. I have one now, but I haven't ever used it. So, we'll 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 Beer Stockle some Be Wiz. B Y O B Wiz, though, right? I don't the, know. The event is B Y O B B A B Wiz. <laughs> Probably. Yep. B Y O B A B Wiz. B Y O B A B Wiz. Yeah. And, and we'll beer stock all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a guys, it's a classic B Y O B A B Wiz type, type thing. Need I say more? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> B Y O B A B Wiz. What? It has to be that now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You can definitely BYOB Can we invite whiz. Alex Kidd And Beer Stockle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, we'll do that. Um, so that's good. That, that event's coming up. Uh, so that's going to be uh, quite a bit of fun. Then, yeah, we got to figure out some of our other events for next year. If you got any ideas, let me know. But March Mildness and the... Uh, yeah, that that thing, the Winterfest. Yeah, uh, those those are two fun ones. That'll be uh, in the the early, the first quarter. If you want to talk finances, sure, we always yeah. do. You and I sitting down talking finances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell how these shows come up. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. Where where, where should we go from here? Uh, I don't know. You you wanted to talk about like what it's been feeling like being in the beer industry recently, right? And how, yeah. I mean, not even just recently, but the last three, four years probably are have been yeah. a roller coaster. Yeah, in the last year, man, and yeah. uh, <clears throat> last uh, even six months has been. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just like, for me, um, you know, I think all businesses have their 
can expect to have their ups and downs. I mean, some are just always up and to the right, you know? Sure. Some beers investment are. Investment companies. Some investment companies. Some investment cryptocurrencies. Vehicles. We'll get into fat coin later. Fat coin. Um, the exchange rate's looking very solid, though. Is for it? For those that are in the know. Okay. The dust to fat. Get in, while you, get in while you can. Or do you exchange or do you just collect both? You don't really ever exchange. You exchange, you, you collect both, you, you morph from one to the other, you, you have in your flow. You make a cuvee. Yeah, cuvee. a cuvee. Yeah. 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 You get some fat dust. Yeah. Um, Thick dust. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so it's... Um, oh my but, God, uh, fat coins. The there is thing. fat coin. How much are they? Can we be fat coin billionaires? I'm not interested <laughs> unless I can be a, a billionaire. I don't even know how to find how much. Way. How much is one coin worth? I don't, I don't even know how to read this, Serge. How much okay. is one coin? The market cap says it's worth more than GM. That's all I know. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Much more. Um, There's like 200 billion fat coin out there, it seems like. Is that oh. 200 million? It's worth... <laughs> He's showing me something that says zero dollars. Oh, perfect. Zero point zero zero. There you go. So it's, this That's is perfect. when you get in. This is when I want in. Yeah. I think we should have a contest where we can make someone a fat coin billionaire or millionaire. Fat coin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So we'll give you a million fat coin. We'll give, uh, maybe give, a billion fat coin if it's zero dollars. Yeah, yeah we'll give you a billion. Maybe <laughs> a fat coin trillionaire if you want. Yeah, fat coin, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what do you got there? The current price is point zero two two four zero one cents. So we can we can get. We can get a lot of fat coin right now. We might Point be able to zero one cent? Zero two two cents. Wow. Oh, no, it's two. Sorry, that's a dollar sign. It's two cents. Oh, two cents. Yeah, oh. two cents and then two four zero one. Well, tenths of even a for I, even a million of them, I'm not buying. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> buying a million of them for two cents. But I mean, you could maybe be I mean, a we should probably fat, buy them now. Maybe give you a gift. Gift certificates. For a hundred fat coin or a, or a hundred <laughs> dust coin. That's right. You can choose. Add that to the loyalty program of a beer temple. Yes. <laughs> You're going to get something so much better <laughs> than a discount. You're getting dust coins. Uh, yeah. NFT, a new fat token. Yeah. yeah. Newly fat token. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Not up and to the right. No. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, man, uh, boy, oh, boy, it's it's just um, so like somebody came up to me at I hope they're not listening. They are. It's OK. At the um, at the at the Villanova game in Manhattan, Kansas, at the stadium, I was like, oh, I sure wish they had a beer temple beer here or something like that. Really? Yeah. And You're he said, I, I saw you on the plane or I guess he was coming from Chicago or something. I don't know. You're getting stalked. Right. But he was at the stadium. This place holds 11,000 people. He's so. probably listening. Right. He <laughs> might be listening. Let's be real. I don't know. But I'm not going to say anything bad. But, um, and it was, you know, always very nice when that, when that happens. But, like, I remember uh, he, was, he was telling my dad, oh, I just love your son's establishment or something like that. And um, 
That's got to feel good, right? Yeah, it does. But I'm also thinking like, man, like I didn't feel like a fraud, but I felt like it's like it's tough. I've been feeling like it's really, really hard and kind of scary, you know, Uh, and uh, I remember thinking like that as he's saying it to me, you know, and I, I don't think people necessarily think about that. Like, I was like, oh, um, and it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really hard and it doesn't like you can't coast. No, There's no such thing. I guess some places can, but I think even they're not no. coasting. That's just that's just your perception of it, right? Where you're like, if we get to that place, then we could coast, but like it will never yeah. really happen. No, it's, you're, you're that's, never coasting. That's the nature of owning your own thing, though, right? Yeah, right. That you can never coast. Yeah, and we're in a market that is in a downturn, in a market that's a downturn. So, like, the market is kind of like our our. The overall economy is in a bit of a downturn. Mm-hmm. And then we're in a subsection that's in a steeper more downturn, downturn, more aggressive downturn. Um, and yeah, man, it's hard. So like yeah. we're, I'm trying to like, and, and it, I'm going to sound like I'm completely financially incompetent. Which maybe is then inaccurate. <laughs> I'm, I'm portraying it accurately, uh, but it's so hard to you know like look at apples to apples, right. because like I have a new point of sale now for the bar. Because when the kitchen opened, we did a new point of sale. I have a new uh, back end to the website now. So like getting apples to apples is really hard because now the website goes through my point of sale for the bottle shop which used to be the same for the bar but now they're two different ones so now when someone would say can i buy this beer here at the bar we used to say yeah fine and you still technically can do that but it's often just easier to go into the bottle shop so i have to find out well how much bottle sales were going through the bar before so i can take that out to be apples to apples and see how the bar is doing right it's like so i'm just like I feel like I'm guessing, but when I put all the money together, um, which is is you know only even that, I my pro my profit could still be up because some are higher margin than others, but like less money is coming in the door this year, first last year. And that's terrifying to see, right? Until you can actually like, shake it out, like yeah. And I have two cooks you, right. now too, right? And they're not cheap, right? You know, right? So like my payroll is up. I mean, you know, a lot. Yeah, well into the five figures, right? You know, well into it, right? And which is a lot of money. Like people, people look at business like ours and they're like, oh, you can you can absorb that. It's like not really. How much, think how much beer that. you have to sell right. for like $50,000 of profit. Right. Of profit. Right. It's like, that's a lot, man. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of beer. Like to think of like, so everything we do at Is Was is into 500 milliliter bottles. And a lot of that has to do with, because it's really good for the style of beer we're making. But a lot of it also has to do with the fact that if I were to put the same amount of beer into four pack cans yeah. and charge a competitive price for it, 
have to make four to five times the amount of volume right to like take home the same amount of money just because of all the costs involved in it <clears throat> and so it's not as simple as like we'll just make more money you can make more money making more money is easy like actually taking home more money or making a more profitable business is incredibly hard like it like there's a lot of levers to pull to increase revenue there's like it, but you also have to do it and, and in the supplier side i mean in the bar side for me it's it's getting butts in the seat which i guess you can do maybe i can do that easily i don't know uh but i, I think that's it's hard, hard. That's, that, that's one of the most black box things in the world too right where you're like how do we get more people to come here? Right. And it's like programming, maybe. Like right. there's you can ha- you guys do an incredibly good job with programming interesting things. We with do a good job with events. We I, I think we don't really don't do any like as I would say, programming, which is like regular things, whether it's like, well, we have this deal on this night or we have mm-hmm. this club coming in on this night or Every, you know, the third Saturday is McKellar Run Club. We do. We do Chicago Beer Society every first Thursday. I would call that programming versus, like, Winterfest. I call that an event, which I guess is also programming, but... Sure, but you do smaller event stuff. You get, like, Allagash come in or, like, you do things like that. That's programming, Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, But but we don't do anything like Trivia Night, Bingo Night. Like, every Friday is this. Every... or. Thursday are or you, Tuesday. Or are you opposed like that. to that type of thing? Like, does it not suit what you think this place should be? Or is it just that you, it just doesn't occur? Or I think that a natural fit that we can just get into a rhythm of has been hard to find. That, yeah, like I said, a natural fit. So yeah. we're going to try. We're going we're gonna to try to do it, get, get butts in the seat. The other thing is, like, so I took on this bigger building, right? Mm-hmm. And beer's now in a, in a downturn, but, you know, we're like, well, the neighborhood is ascendant, and it's like, I don't know when it's going to ascend, man. Like, it's right, ascending, sure. but it's slow. Right. You know? Yeah. So, it's like... And that's part of that bigger macro kind of economical right. problem, because like there's part of a, just an empty to, lot across the street yeah. that's supposedly been going to become condos any day now. Right. And it's not. Yeah. And... uh. What if there's another neighborhood that becomes the new ascendant place? And let's say now, like, well, should I just go into a, like, part of me now thinks, like, if I were to open up another location, it's like, I'm done with, like, emerging neighborhoods. Like, I just, I want to go where there's, like, a lot of people. Right, there already are a lot of people. There's already a lot of people. Yeah. Um, And just see how I do there. Because we draw a lot of destination traffic. and. Like for a bar, that's that's Crazy. tough to do, man. Yeah. There's that's maybe like to do. ten in the city that actually do that. Yeah. Um. So you know, you start seeing these numbers, and it's like pretty terrifying. So like, that's kind of the stuff that I and I'm not here to have necessarily a a, a, a pity party, and I hope it's not like just like the worst thing to listen to like because i want it to be kind of interesting for people to hear about I mean, this is genuinely what we actually talk about a lot oh this is stuff that we talk about yeah yeah just like what we're all terrified of yeah 
Um, so the, the true insiders round table right. is this, like, what we're talking about right And now. then when there's people like Roper and Mike Miller, and I think you hear us talk with a lot of like reverence in some ways for these people. Yeah. Um, one, especially for Mike Miller. Well, and, and for Roper, it's like their places are so good. Yeah. But also they've been doing it and doing it successfully and killing it. Like Delilah's like gets butts in the seat. Yeah. All the time because it's awesome. For 30 years. Yes. You know know how hard that is to do? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We take, people take it for granted that they're as vibrant now as they were when they opened or maybe even more vibrant than they were. Like that's not how a bar's trajectory works that often anymore. Right. That it gets like more esteem. It gains more esteem as it's going. I mean, you guys are kind of doing that. Like, people love this place. Yeah, we're going to be in our seventh year soon here, and then 11th year overall. I think that's it's right. amazing. I'm not quite sure about that. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but things are like, yeah, like, what do I do? I've never, I don't think I've said this. Well, no, I've definitely not said it on the air. I don't know how many times I've said it to anyone, but it's like, yeah, our lease is up in a year and a half. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Do I want to renew it? Do I want to just like go try to go somewhere else again, or do I want to do both? Or I mean, what's the other? I don't know. When you when you sit and think about that, like what were the legitimately other options? Um, I could try to options? open up a couple more bottle shops and focus on on that from a lifestyle. That's that's a, a better lifestyle, I think. Um, you miss out on a lot of the fun stuff like the fun events like all the events that i've just mentioned those are cool they're fun to do right they're harder to do when you add up add them up and as i'm getting older am i gonna want to like someone else is gonna have to like do that stuff for me at, at some point yeah um so that's one option another option is to open up another bar um another option is to open up a another concept um, meaning like, and I hate that fucking term concept, concept. because it, it's like how everyone has a brand now. Like I'm sure. a brand, you're a brand, right? It's like another type of bar, a, not a beer temple. How about right. that? Yeah, like yeah. open up something up that isn't a beer temple. Right. I have some ideas yeah. for that. Um, or open up another beer temple. Maybe it's just a bar. Maybe it's both. What neighborhood? Where right. do I do that? Right, and yeah. I don't think I don't think people appreciate how much stress, how much weight these things put on the entrepreneur or the person like that's actually making the choices. Right, like it seems so obvious once you open, you know, the beer temple here that oh, of course it was going to be in Avondale, and of course it's going to be in this spot because like that's the only time they've interacted with it. But you told me there was at least two or three other spots that you were going to open the beer temple, right? Yeah, and so like. People don't feel or see how much weight and stress just making a decision like that and finding the place and actually getting the lease yeah. and getting the terms you need. Like it seems so like, well, that's what you do. Like you own the thing. It's like, no, these are like hard, stressful, like aging things that happen to the people that like actually make the places you want to drink and hang out in. Right. And it's it's not it's not the decision of having to do it. 
It's no. the consequences because it's everyone like, has good ideas. Yeah. Execution is incredibly hard. And 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 the failure. And right. and, 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 and failure is I, not like that's the other thing we've talked about. It's not like fake. Failure is not like a light switch on and off. Failure is yes. like, you know, you're 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 like sinking and can you step out of it? Right. And if you can't, can you like wedge yourself out of it, crawl out of it, or like what right. do you do? Or knowing like I'm I'm sinking in right now because it's not moving forward the way I thought it was. Am I gonna die in here? Right. Or is this just a thing where I'm like, oh, it's happening right now, but I'll get out of this. Like it's not like there's someone who comes in and knocks on your door and is like, no, you should close it. You should close this and then and cut bait. Or like, no, you should p- power through. It's like you have yeah. to find that inside yourself. Whoops, I keep hitting. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry. You have to find that inside yourself, and that's insane. Like the actual it's like scary. It, it, well, the uh, the coming to terms with like, I have to believe in myself. No one's coming to save you. Right. No one's. No one's save coming you, to save and you, and no one's going to believe in me more than me. So like, of course, you want people to come and like do things for you, but right. it's not. It's never going to happen. No. It's always you pulling something from within to be like we have to move forward right and the only way out is through is kind of the the, 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 the mantra that like i, I guess I, i'm kind of like right and now to have like a therapy moment like i will say like there's been like times recently it's like i i just can't i i can't deal with this and yeah. like it's it's too much and then also being like uh, 10 years of this shit is not good for my health. No. It's going to kill me. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like, that's not good. Right. You know? And, you know, maybe I'm more of a stress-averse person, and, and people may think maybe you're more prone to anxiety. I will tell you, before I opened the beer temple, I considered myself a considerably above-average happy-go-lucky, stress-free person. Like, yeah. that, I thought, was one of my traits. I had a temper. I always had a temper. But, you know, I wasn't really a huge worrier, didn't have a lot of anxiety. And now I think it is, like, one of my, like, big traits. Sure. And it could be the age. It could be my age. It could be that I have children now. It could be that I had didn't have these big things but it was always in me i mean i'm guessing that is what it is i mean there are moments that like you get like things and you get turned on because you understand the magnitude or consequences of what you're doing right and like when you're an employee of some company like it's easy to not understand the magnitude of like maybe that place goes out of business maybe you don't see all these paths but when you're the person that has to make the choices about it yeah it like they are always in your consciousness because you care about it sure and you care so deeply and you know part of my personality which i think you share a little bit is like i want to be the person to do it you know and so the the other side of that coin is you are the person who has to do it yeah i mean part of me now thinks like geez i just want i think i just want to do i want to have like a, a key role in someone else's vision but then doesn't take me long to think like, yeah. yeah but like, I, tried, I, I tried that too. I don't want to have to like, not feel like 
I don't know. I mean, it, but, it's just you, the motivation becomes different. It's almost just like it, it's not an unhealthy relationship because like ultimately it's probably good. But like you get this relationship with like that the necessity of your choices and the necessity of like I don't know like it the the vibrancy of like I have to do this thing or I have to figure this out. I'm glad you and do. The, the I don't know if I do. I don't get the juice from it, man. I don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. You no, get, you I get, get no juice from it. I get juice from uh i think the benefits of some of the lifestyle things like i like that i can make my own schedule and, yeah. and stuff like that like that i like sure i like that i kind of i too me too answer to myself yep but i well, that's, really that... really want someone else to like you said to like if i could if this was like if i could do like a paint by numbers i think I, I would be cool I, doing that for maybe I would. I think I don't maybe, know. maybe for a little. Because then I'd be like Tapper or Taffer or whatever it was. Yeah. He would just tell me what to do, and there's I'd be like, no I'm not be, doing that. Well, the, the problem is there's no in between. Right. There's really no in between. That you, either you are out there and you are doing an impressionistic painting of the best thing you can, the the best idea you have of what the landscape looks like, or you're making someone else's work. Like the, there's there's no like. Autonomy and paint by numbers, like it doesn't exist. Well, I think was it you who was telling me this? Like in the, I was talking to somebody about the suburbs and how I think about going out there. A lot of people have like talked about it. I hear that a lot of the businesses out there who are doing craft beer are doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, well, maybe I could go out there. I certainly think I could I could put out something that I like more than already exists out there. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're talking about like Bavarian Lodge or like well, you know, maybe I could be top two or three. Yeah. Chicago, that's way, way harder. But you did that. But hold on. But and I, someone was this saying This is the best bottle shop in, in the city yeah. easily. Yeah. It's one of the best beer bars in the city that yeah. has three to f- three plus of the best beer bars in the country, uh, like in the world right. maybe. Right. So you did that. Brown Just want to gas you up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but what I thought you said or somebody was saying was like in the suburbs, like don't overdo it. Like they... Some of these places may not want something that reaches that far. They want it to be a little more paint by numbers. And I hope I'm not probably, clowning like on the, the suburbanites. And if that's not true, let us know, uh, insiders at, at craftbeertemple.com. Because I'm not saying it like if I was to go to the suburbs, I would want to do something that I'm proud of. And that is what people want. And that gave me pause. Like, don't overthink it. You know, sometimes they just want something that's a little bit more easy to digest. They think it's cool. They want it to be cool, and they want, but it doesn't need to be. It can be too much. It can be, you know, a little bit more than they're ready for. And that I, sounds condescending. And and I don't think I said that. Okay, maybe it, it wasn't you. Yeah. Maybe it was some. It was someone else in the industry who goes out to the suburbs a lot and and was like, 
Yeah, you might not want to overthink it if you go out there. You might want to do something a little more simple. Um, There's a much it, uh, more delicate relationship between leading people to things and what they already like there, I would, uh, in my observation. I've done a lot of tastings out there, and it's been uh, much... They're not as open to... So how do you do a tasting here in the city and pick a place? Like, do, like, all together now. Sure. Or, and yeah. then I'll give you three places. Like, all together now. Uh-huh. Or a, like, a, 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 a fresh market mm-hmm. type place. Dill pickle. We did a tasting yeah. there recently. Yeah, like, a, you know, like a kind of... Uh, an urban store, yeah. urban grocery store mm-hmm. and a i presume would be like a liquor store that you like a specialty liquor store that you would do in the yeah, suburbs craft beer focused liquor store. so would you have three different approaches two different approaches one approach like how how or, I, take or, the, I take the same approach i bring the beers that are on the shelves at the place that i'm going to and then i try to be very convivial and nice and like asking of like do you want to try some beers and then the questions you get tend to be very okay. different. Yeah, so take like, me through those uh, and the, the, the differences yeah, between those three. In the city and at Dill Pickle or something like that, it would be like, what do you have? And it'd be like, oh, we have beer. Like It's like a Cezanne from like the French-Belgian border, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, that's cool. I love Cezanne. Or like, I never heard of that. Let me try it. Um, which is, you know, probably that's about 100% of the people that I'll interact in the city. Or they'll just, they'll just move right past to get whatever they're, they're trying to buy. Sure, yeah. Which is how all tastings work in the suburbs. We'll get a lot of those people, especially the stores will be set up a lot of what people people that want to try stuff are interested in like, Oh, they're already in a beer store there too. Yeah. They already like, but there is a genre of person out there who will try it and then be like, that's not good. And like, just say to my face, like, uh, Oh yeah, it's no good. I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know how to respond to that. Like so that that's really tough. And usually they're So are like, they uh, saying like, oh, that's not for me? Is that what they're saying? Um if you want to be uh yeah, generous to like that's what I think they're saying is that that's not for me. The way they say it though is that's not good or oh my god, that's bad. And it's in, it's uh startling, especially as the person that makes the beer, that runs the brewery, to be told <laughs> right. that the thing that you are presenting to someone that you obviously put a lot of thought into is not good or bad. Now right. that's a very small percentage of people, um, but it is, and but they're not—they're not trying to be me. Pickle. No, no one, uh, no one at like I've never had a tasting in the city where someone was telling me that the beer we made was bad. And what do you attribute that to? Are they just more real out the uh, curves? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's part of it. They just don't care to be as polite, and maybe part of it is just a linguistic thing of uh, if I don't like it, then it is bad. And maybe part of it is a uh, a demographic in age of that there are more boomers that come to the... Uh, so it's an older crowd who says it's bad. Not always. Uh, the, 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 of the people that have told me that the beer I make is bad, it's almost always someone who is like 60 plus. And do older people go to the suburban tastings versus the urban ones? Uh, I think they, they roll through more often. Like Got no, it. no one is no, very few 65 year olds are coming to the dill pickle to buy, you know, co-op, uh, sure. groceries. Um, okay. But, it, uh, they're also, I, it just, it, it is like, <laughs> uh, 
uh, surprising for someone to say, oh, that's bad. Which is <laughs> like, I, I mean, okay, mm-hmm. sure. I know, I, well, it's also, I know it's not bad, but um, sure. it is a different energy. And, it, it, and again, a very, very small percentage of the people, but the most impactful like, things would be like, oh, oh, okay, you think this is bad. Huh. So, like, I guess that's just me. That would equate to like, no, no, it's okay. I'm just trying to equate it to like, what's the macro of that in the suburbs? Like, you open up a place and there's more people who are like, don't like it and maybe want to change your place. Like, I don't like your place. I want your place uh, to be like this. I think the idea of openness is different, like, for a lot of these places where, um, the more the people that tell me that our beer is bad are like open enough to come to a place that is different than the place they would normally go to buy it, buy their alcohol. Right. It's a newer spot. Uh, it's not the place of the corner corner bar. Uh, but they're not like exploring all types of craft beer. They like found out they liked a certain type of thing. They like, you know, craft lager or they like craft IPA. And they're going to a specialty shop to get it. Right. Uh, but okay. they're not at. They're not just like I like beer and I like exploring all of it. Okay. Um, but again, this is a, a, a smaller percentage. Most of the people I've interacted with in the in suburban tastings have been incredibly nice and uh, and willing to try stuff. It's just a higher percentage than when I taste stuff out in the city. What do you and you don't know what you attribute that to? Okay. Uh, just a difference in the idea of openness and the idea of like what craft beer is and to them. Uh, is more narrowly defined because they're doing they're you know not as open and and not as uh right they're not as open they're not trying so. to explore you're 65 you're not trying to like figure out what well, that just seems like a, is. an age thing to me sure but that, yeah um, and there have been plenty of 65 year olds who've been like very interested in what we're doing too i don't want to like disparage an entire generation sure. of people sure sure no i mean we have regulars here who are older and yeah. have been in the game uh, but I think, uh, forever. There is like a, if you live in a city, you kind of self-select for desiring new experiences all the time, right? Maybe, uh, yeah. I think that's part of it. And uh, you, you value different things. But uh, you move to the suburbs, you, you want more space, you want more, uh, you don't just, you just don't interact with as many things, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just a very surface level critique of yeah how we how we then again, how I experience it's funny, tastings. Like, the one thing I hear about the suburbs is the the thing that I think beer on the wall has kind of made standard at a lot of these places is. Um, you know, you can break apart any six pack and just and and kind of the mix of six is the way to go. I remember hearing years ago, and this yeah. may like I, it's probably it, not the I, case anymore, is that Benny's mix of six, uh, in the craft heyday in like twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen or something, was their number one beer skew. I was like, there is no and way and people were telling me no it's the number yeah, yeah. one skew and, and i'm wondering if that was like a lot of the suburban you know pennies that were doing that and yeah. um hey maybe that's where beer on the wall got the idea from i'm not saying it is but um and 
but but that now seems to be the model for many of these places I've heard, right. and you've but told it, me this as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like when you look at like what what is available to break four and six packs of, it's ninety two percent IPAs, right? And, and like probably eighty percent hazy IPAs, right? So like, it, and and we don't get in like we sell singles. So when you go to when we're at a shop like that, you have to choose to spend four times the amount on a single because right. it's actually priced as a single because our bottles are you know nine to a twelve dollars, right? Whereas a can is like you know four to six if it's a really expensive can of IPA. Sure, so sure. It's a, yeah. just a very different. Yeah, like I wonder, I'd open and, up a place, I'd be like, "That's the single shelf," and they're like, "That's only forty beers or whatever." Yeah. And, and again, we and then and then they like leave. They're like that's lame. Like, well, okay, but then do I go out of business because of that? You know, I don't know. Right. Because if I do have that, if that is the motto, I can't carry the same number of SKUs. If I have to break up everything, because then I have to make twenty-four sales per case versus four sales or six sales if it's a four-pack. You know, right. so I can't have as many SKUs then. So like. You're gonna. I, I'm not gonna be able to have some of the cool Belgian stuff, or I think is cool. Yeah, and uh, people are definitely buying four packs out there, like the of certain okay, brands. Okay. Like it's not entirely singles. Okay. But the fact that you can pull singles of anything, for the most part, uh, changes the yeah economics in the game of it. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think that's a also. So here's where I could be my own enemy is. Uh, I just think that's in the long term bad for craft beer on the macro sense. I just think it's bad yeah, to have yeah. people breaking open uh, that beer. Um, and and here's why. Because you asked. No, you didn't ask. But I was curious yeah. about it. I was going to ask. Yeah. Uh, because I think, um, one, you move through the beer s- slower. Mm-hmm. The beer is not as fresh, you're not bringing in as much, or you're you know, throwing it out. But I think places probably price so that if they have to throw out a little bit more, they still make up for it. That's not even the real, the main reason I think it's bad. I think having this Pokemon, being into craft beer is buying six different single cans or bottles of six different beers. That's what being a craft beer drinker is, is not the best sustainable model because, not just because I don't like it, that that really is not why. It's because you will get burnt out from that. You will lose interest and you won't have any, like you won't have gotten into the rhythm of like, you buy a four-pack, you drink a four-pack. You buy a six-pack, you drink a six-pack. You buy some single bottles, and you buy a six-pack. You know, So I want to have a single bottle of this because it's a little bit more special, and then I'm going to buy a six-pack of Celebration and, and stuff like that. I think that is a longer, more sustainable way to make craft beer a part of your life or wine or, or whatever. Like You don't just buy... You don't go in and be like, I want five different glasses of wine. But if a, if a place could do that, 
they would do really, really well. There are places that have tried that. You could like always work. You could sell it by the glass and take it home with you. Sure. You know, because you'd be like, well, you have so many wines. I want to try them all. Yeah. And like in wine, man, you could make a lot of headway by by doing that sort of stuff. But it it just isn't going to work in in the long term. I think. And and with beer, you're also now. You're like feeding the monkey. It's like you're this hamster wheel of of just having them make more beer because to you, trying something new is being into craft beer. So then they have to make something new for you, the craft beer drinker, so then you can get it. And it's just like, boom, boom, boom. I've had it before. 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 You know? Right. Um and I mean, it's not surprising that there's like 9,000 breweries at all, that almost all of them make less than 1,000 barrels of beer a year. Right. Right. It suits that model. It suits that understanding of how you interact with beer as a consumable product. Yeah. And I just don't think that's, that's not my personal, in my personal opinion, I don't think that's kind of the best way forward. Now, I could be backing into that without knowing it because... I just don't like it for, you know, uh, other reasons. You know, I just don't like it for the aesthetics of it or whatever. Right. And there might be some of that to it. I don't know. But I, I know that I certainly made a conscious decision not to do it when I opened up before any of those other places. Yeah. And then I wanted to have a small selection of rotating mix of six. Maybe that is why I'm trying to defend it now because there's a different model that seems to be doing really well and I specifically chose a different model and now I'm kind of coming up with more grandiose reasons for it. Well, there are no stores like that in the city that I know of. There are places that sell singles for on-premise. Right. Like Beer Miscuous in the city does that. But I don't see a single place in the city and maybe it's not legal to sell individual cans like that yeah maybe not that's not true either it's 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 a minimum volume you're not supposed to sell 16 ounces or less right uh it has to be 500 mil at least right so like but there just isn't a place like that that i know of in in the city limits yeah which is interesting because i it might be a thing that is demanded but just no one here is doing it right um and it works really well in the burbs yeah they crush it and it's it's a very not all the stores in the burbs are like that though, but there is a like several of them that do really well doing that. Yeah. Well yeah. good for them. Uh I need to take go a, a break little boys' the, room. Yeah, go to the little boys' room. Can we take a quick break? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And we're back. Welcome back to the Pure Temple Podcast. I am your co host, Mike Shalau, Viswas Brewing. And I'm here with your other co host, Chris Quinn of the Beer Temple. Yes. Yes. We're, we're also here with Serge. Mm-hmm. And we're here with two cameras. Uh-huh. And we're noticing that the lighting ain't the best on this this first go-round. Right. That's what we're claiming it is because it, we can't possibly look that bad. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's true. Like, I, I think I turned the lights up a little bit. Actually. My self-image is much better than uh, <laughs> what it was <laughs> yeah. turning on this camera. Exactly. My mom says I'm the handsomest boy in school. That's true. I did go home for Thanksgiving, and she did say that. So I had to tell her I'm not in school anymore. But Well, you're still handsome yeah, and the most handsome. The handsomest. Um, Went to Lobster Landing. Mm. Real old school Connecticut spot. 
Okay. Lobster rolls. Ah. $25 a pop. <laughs> they do uh, not mess around. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah. are the best. Can I, do you, how do you feel about lobster rolls? I feel they taste very good, mm-hmm. but they cost too much. Yep. It seems to me it should be something that I'm sure back in the day they didn't cost that much and they right. were awesome. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel butter versus mayonnaise? Are you a mayonnaise lobster, a cold mayonnaise lobster guy or a warm butter guy? I like This will change our friendship. I like them both. Yeah, they're both good. I like them both. Do you like cold mayonnaise? No, no. You like warm butter? Warm butter, yeah. Connecticut style is warm butter. Uh, Maine style is like colder uh, mayonnaise. Um, and Maine yeah. Kick, Maine kick rocks. I like both. Uh, I, when I think of eating lobster, I definitely think of it warm with, with kind of the, the, the butter. Yeah. But um, I will say, as I get older, I've realized... Because I used to think that lobster was like, you know, the the ultimate of seafood. Like, that was the fanciest and the best. It's very good. Crab. Blue claw crabs are the best. Yeah. Blue claw crabs. Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. Like Chesapeake Bay style blue crabs? Yeah, but I can eat them. Like, I also like them in like spaghetti and stuff. Like, we used to make Mm -hmm. them and put them in spaghetti. Uh, So, like, spaghetti and crabs. Uh, think, is really yeah. good, but I love it with like the Chesapeake, like Old Bay style too, uh, like the steamed. Like those are my favorite. Um, yeah, I'm more than like crab. a king crab. Right? I think uh, king crab legs. I think are the, the that's, they're your favorite. That's manna from heaven. That's but that is the best. like but that's so lobster adjacent. It's basically the same. You're doing the same thing with just a different crustacean. Like uh, yeah, eating but that, a Chesapeake but crab, like, Maryland crab is that's totally like, different. That's like saying. A steak is the same as a pot roast. Like it's yeah, they're no, very similar. No, I'm saying like a, you're. I'm saying like a, you know, like a ribeye and a strip are both are, are two different types no, of steak, they're but they're very. Get out of here. They're very similar. Sure. Like a king crab and I, lobster tail. Sure. Kind of similar, man. I think. You dip them in butter. I mean, they taste kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, but picking apart a crab, that's where it's I've at. I've never done a full, like, Maryland, like, really? crab, uh, crab vibe. Crackers. I tried to one time and, at the end and, and, and failed miserably. Like, we tried to find them because I was like, oh, yeah, we could find them with my friend who's from Maryland for his birthday. And we drove all over Chicago trying to find blue crabs. And no. Like, no, uh, you can't. I knew a guy at, at a lobster place. He was like, yeah, we can get those, but you have to buy them 50 pounds at a time. 50 pounds? Pounds. And I was like, oh, well, then he'll like order them for you. But like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But nowadays they're really expensive. Well, you could buy them. You could find them at Jungboo. You could like, you used to be able to find like individual blue crab at Jungboo in season. And I thought it was like, yeah, two weeks later we'll still find them. And I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. You can't. Well, there's also a shortage of them because they've been overfished and, you know, all that. But it's not like stone crab, not the most delicious crab, but the most sustainably fished crab. Because you just chop one claw off, it grows back the next year. You chop the other one off the next year. Right. Then they die. Anyway. Welcome to uh, Insider Crab Table. Yeah. Crab Um, sorting table. Yeah. So we were, were, oh, you know what we can talk about before we get out of here? Um, So Serge and I Mm -hmm. had a meeting. That's right. We met. When I said that I, I heard was... <laughs> Serge talk, 
We talked. I talked. With you Sir. heard him talk? Yeah, I talked with. He Sir. just swore up a storm. He did. Just so, cussing everyone. Like out. a sailor. Yeah. Curse is like a sailor. So I'm F like, this, okay, I get it. I get it. I understand. That's how you express yourself. Smiled like a saint. He cursed like a sailor. Uh, and we were talking, I mean, as part of like the, okay, how do we make things just like a little bit more like easily sustainable and stuff like that. And I mean like sustainable just so like, like we can keep doing this crabs. sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. We're like, well, we, we should chop off one. We hand. don't really have a pretty long standing show. I think we have one of the more interesting beer podcasts. I've been told by people who listen to a bunch that we have one that is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think ours is better than most. Um, most of and, my mom and unique. says. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The most handsome yeah. podcast around. That's correct. And Thanks, uh, we are singularly bad <laughs> at promoting it in any way. Derelict. Maybe once every six or seven episodes, I'll put up an Instagram post about <laughs> it. And that's it. Right. So, like, okay. We should probably try to do some of these other things. They take a little bit more effort. What do we have to do? So we met and talked about some of the stuff we could do. You and I met and talked about some of the shows that we're excited that are coming up. Mm-hmm. We have some good shows coming up, too. Like, yeah. when we sit and think about shows, we come up with some pretty cool ideas. We do. We got another Jeopardy coming because people yeah. really like Jeopardy. So, you got, we have that coming. Let's with, go. With some improvements to it, I would say. Um, and, yeah, we'll we'll try to see. So, I think I still think word of mouth is the best. So if this is a show that you like, you know, pass it along to yeah. somebody. We always appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, leaving reviews and, and stuff like that does legitimately help. If you like the show, leave a review wherever you want, listen to the show and all that. Um, you know, I, I don't see us going to a, a Patreon model or anything well, we like do that. We have Patreon episodes that we've never recorded or put up or taken money for. Yeah, other than those, yeah. we're not probably not going to go that route. Yeah, probably not. You're right. Um, but, um, you know, I think we might start putting it out there and seeing if people want to uh, listen to it <laughs> and, uh, and, and try to grow grow the audience because we have a yeah. decent audience yeah. you know uh, it, it is i think we're in the top one percent of podcasts which i don't think is too too hard to do honestly so <laughs> that's not anyway something's happening with the light <laughs> as soon as you said that the lights flickered yeah, right and you're like no it is actually hard to do that <laughs> yeah right um if you just don't stop recording yeah you just always keep making just, it just keep doing it yeah yeah you haven't failed till you stop Right. That, that's that's what I think about my business. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You only got a business if you stop doing the business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what I think about this podcast. So that's exciting. Yeah. So uh, we're going to try to do that. We'll see if we actually keep on it. We assigned different roles to different people, and you have one. You have, have two. You have, you have two. We all you have, have two roles. You, you might actually have a, a third. I thought of a third one cool. for you. Um, I feel like I got the, the lighter end of the all the work that you guys yeah. put together while I wasn't there, which is great for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forget what the third one was. I was thinking about it on the way over here. I'll I'll remember it again. 
but uh, vibes my vibes guy yes sick the vibes yeah. you are the vibes guy <laughs> no um it is uh to oh wait now i forgot I'm, what you're doing yeah what are you doing uh, I only remember want to follow up with people and be like, thanks for coming on. Here's a link to the actual show. Please tell people you were on this. Show. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. And the other one is whenever we do a draft show, oh, yeah. you're putting down the, the polls because yeah. I'm not going to do it. I hate yeah. doing it. And it's one of those things that I. Um, so in future polls, there will only be one option to vote for. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, and for your first one, at least, I'm going to make you do it the way you made me do it, which was. <laughs> Everybody's name, no, everybody's beer, no. and an image of the beer in a grid. I didn't make you do this. I uh, just said... No, it's should, gotta be like I just that. said, shouldn't it be like this? And you were like, yeah. I don't know about... I remember it differently. You did it. Yeah, I did <laughs> like, do and it. And then you're like, do you want to do it? I'm like, ah, I'm at a lake and, and, in Michigan. And, I can't and, do it. In the end, but <laughs> but it resulted in me being like... I think I did it two or three times, and or maybe twice, and then I was like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, yeah. This is such a waste Fair of enough. my time. <laughs> yeah. Going on, I'm trying to find images of every beer that every person drafted. Um, um, so talk about like, you know, and then you've got like a, a Photoshop file with like 50 f- layers and yeah. I'm then having to update the layer because I'm not going to redo the whole thing. I'm just going to gonna update the layers and, yeah. oh, I didn't name them the right way or the right. easiest way to find them. I do remember you just like putting them in there and you'd be like, they're not in order they were drafted. And you'd be like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> you said that too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I was like, fair enough. I'm, I'm going to go uh, on yeah. this kayak. Right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that can be your job as well. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see. It's very funny. That's I, been two two and a half years in the making of your revenge. That my job now is making the yeah, thing right. I made you make once. <laughs> right. So we'll see. After now having this show be however long it is, six years old. I don't know how old the show is. Pretty old. Totally six years. Eight, eight years. years. Oh my god. Yeah. What the hell am I doing? Uh, we'll we'll try to we'll try We're to do fantastic it. content for yeah. people that we care about. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, take some of our best shows. Maybe try to win a. We'll we'll submit for another writers. I've never submitted. I only submitted for the Writers Guild, National Guild, whatever that thing's called. <laughs> <laughs> North American no, no, Guild. We'll sound it out. North American Guild beer of Beer Writers. writers. Yeah. Yeah, so we submitted, or I submitted once uh-huh. um, at somebody else's suggestion. Uh, might have been Josh Nobles. Um, I saw him tonight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, and we won. And then nobody ever reminded me to do it again, so I never <laughs> submitted again. So we're one for one. Let's see if we can go two for two. Let's go. Uh, and uh, so we're undefeated. So whenever we've submitted... We've been the best beer podcast in the world, mm-hmm. according to the North American beer writers. Worth, um, it's probably where like ninety percent of beer podcasts yeah. come from. Who knows? Podcasting seems like a tr- like a very specific American thing to do. Maybe. Um, so we'll see if we can win that again, and see if we can. Uh, yeah. You want to take it more a little bit more seriously? Get some more people. No, it's not even take it more. I don't know if it's take it more seriously we take or the if it's like very seriously. If it's like just do the do the the basic stuff to like 
you've made this you've made it now right. let now like put it out there for people to see it and i don't right. even mean like push it out there i'm just being like put just it like allow people to see this thing yeah yeah because surge was doing some searches and it's like we weren't even coming up in in like search results and like he was like best beer podcast and was like show more show more show more <laughs> and then it was like show less it's like wait that's it we're not even on the list and but then on other ones we were like you know top 10 or something like that um and in real i mean we all know we're top one yeah top one at least yeah or better who i mean we genuinely have had some of the best guests some of the most interesting shows. But I don't listen to any of the other shows, so I don't know. They might be getting even better best there guests. There's some that do a really good job, but like our, no one you, no one gets the banter like we do. Exactly. The bant. The bant. This is the true Nobody gets the bant vibe. going. No, we banted all day long. Like, hey, listen. Hey, Vinny. Vin. Vin. Can I call you Vin? I can't. Okay. Okay, Mr. Salerzo. <laughs> what do you Mr. think Salerzo. of... B-Y-O-B-A-B-O is. <laughs> oh, now I can call you Vin. That's what I thought. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Right. Because we haven't told him. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we didn't want him to leave the show. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, Mr. Ron Jeffries, what do you think about... <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Um, yeah, we have some fun guests coming up. Some fun... Uh, yeah, all, all, all sorts of fun stuff coming. Hey, and I do mean this legitimately if you got if there's certain types of shows or certain specific shows that you think that we would be good at 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 doing or adequate at doing let us know yeah you know we like to hear from you guys so uh yeah again insiders craftbeertemple.com hey if you want to send a handwritten letter 3173 north elston avenue chicago illinois 60613 you'll get three-tier merch Eventually, yes, you'll get three tier <laughs> merch. Trust me, Don owes me. Don <laughs> owes me big now. Actually, he knows why. So he'll uh, he'll hook you up with some serious. You want a you want a three tier merch Yeti cooler? It's yours. Thousand <laughs> dollar MSRP. Yours. Yeah, Just yeah. write us a write card. Us one letter. Yeah. That's um, our engagement. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, anything else before we? We go. Is there any other topics that we are just you're you're dying to to talk about? Uh, no, I'm just excited to see what we can do with this. Like actually put a little content out there. See, people can actually see what we look like too. A lot of people hey. think I'm bald. A lot of people think <laughs> I have uh, curly hair. <laughs> yeah, so you'll see us on uh, the new Beer Temple Insiders Roundtable Instagram podcast. Instagram. You think Serge will ever? Uh... Make it on camera. Absolutely. Maybe Serge will be we'll, there. We'll trick him into it. Yeah. Maybe I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to get Serge on a beer that changed my life. That's uh, once we do that, <laughs> the show's over. It'll just be a the show. It implodes we'll be on silent. itself. Yeah. He won't. He won't give himself a mic. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll come out early April. Who knows? Right. But um, yeah, it's just like 45 minutes of me asking, and how did that feel? Episode 400. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll we'll do that. He said he'll come on. He'll do it. This is the think app. 310, I think. 310? I think, yeah. Uh, 310 what, to what Yuma. What do we do for three, th- 316, just in Coors's? Ooh, yeah. Should we review true. Coors Lights on Coors 316? Coors Lights for 316. 
smash them on our heads. I mean, we'll 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 realize it's three sixteen on episode <laughs> four episodes later. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, can you, me, and Eric talk about the importance of Coors Lights on three sixteen? Sure. And maybe Cool Breeze. Sure. If Cool Breeze won't come on, no, he won't. But can he play flute in the background? Yes. Yeah. He can do that, Andre three thousand style. That'd be sick. Okay. Uh, we're off the rails, I think. I think, yeah, maybe. And uh, we should uh, get out of here. Thanks to everyone who's listened. Thanks to Lumpen Radio, who puts us on the airwaves, 105.5 FM. And uh, for all the... If anyone's been listening for eight years, yeah, legitimately, not every episode, but like... I do know someone who's listened to every episode. I know two people who listen to every single episode. Wow. They're monsters. I mean... That's, think how many hours that is. Jack and Liz. Think how many hours that is. We so had, many we hours. We had like, I'd say the show's often average like an hour 45. Yeah. Hour 45 times 310. Well, I know that's I know one person who listened from current day backwards. 500 hours. I mean, and I know one person who started all the way at the beginning. And current day backwards. Yeah. That's, that's. That's that. That's like heathens. Like who does that? Or <laughs> up, barbaric? What's up, Liz? You heathen? <laughs> <laughs> Backwards. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you got all the. So you're gonna hear the obscure, inane bits. Yeah, and and just slowly hear them with more and more context <laughs> until you hear the origin. Yeah, like what? <laughs> That makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, all right. That's... It's amazing. That's like... It's like almost a month worth of of time listening to the show. She'll talk about... uh, Way way more. But she'll she'll talk about stuff that, like, went on in, like, 2016 of, like, oh, oh, we did what? (laughs) Yeah, it was a whole coconut, like, show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the entire show is about coconuts. I want to listen to that show. See, those are some of my favorite shows. Yeah. Well, in my mind. Yeah. There is like we do miss a little bit of those like the 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 oeuvre, the the world, the cinematic universe. Yeah. You and I do some uh primo bits. Right. But it's just not the same with that having Edmar, co-conspirators, Catronica. Catronica. Uh-huh. None of the Cooksbears <laughs> want to come on anymore. That's that's yeah. part of the problem. <laughs> They've all grown the, up. The Dust Brothers. Yeah, we used to have the Dust, Dust Brothers. Dust Brothers, we've been on. True. More recently than a lot of us. And Ed Mar. And then we had, you know, Brian Roth and his Deep Vs. <laughs> and uh, Brian you, Kirby <laughs> riding the riding the dragon or whatever the hell yeah. he was called, the green dragon. Remember when Jerry just wouldn't shut up? Yes. I do I remember just, that. He wouldn't stop talking. Yes. Almost ruined the show. Yes. Yeah, we should uh, talk about some of like the, the classic shows that we've had sometimes. Because we've had some weird ones, man. <laughs> we have you had some weird episodes. Yeah. I'd have to, like, I, I've probably forgotten about many of them. But I remember a few where I was like, <laughs> what <laughs> the hell is going on? I remember one time, like, we thought somebody was having, like, a breakdown, like, mm-hmm. uh, on the show. And afterwards, mm-hmm. we're like, what? It was a well-regarded show, too. People liked that show. Yeah. Did they? 
you told me that like <laughs> oh i don't remember i remember being like what what was going on there you're like it was weird yeah, <laughs> yeah. right so you got said you got a lot of positive feedback for airing someone's mental breakdown <laughs> 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 i'm just kidding they were fine they were fine it was a long. It's kind of what this show was, break. right? Like us kind yeah. of like mentally breaking down about people not liking my beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boomers not liking my yeah. saison. Boomers not liking your saison. Now I'm not gonna have to listen to it all night long yeah. afterwards about how how this boomer didn't like it. Yeah, I, it really stuck in my craw. Um, let's get out of here. Nobody's listening at this point anyway. Uh, but You're hey, surprised. shoot us shoot us some emails. Let us know if if there's anything. Uh, and if you just like the show, let us let us know, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll 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 keep doing it. And hey, maybe you'll see a video of of this. A little they call them um, memes, audiograms. That's what they call them. Audiograms. Audiograms is what somebody calls them. <laughs> Let's get you a nice warm glass of milk and some cod liver oil, and you go to bed, old man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll send some telegram audiograms to you at Western Union, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we'll see you next week. So long. Bye. Remember this is what we wanted. Remember this is what we said. To never be heard and seen from again, 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 again. Remember this is what we wanted. Remember this is what we said. To never be heard and seen from again, again, again.